You know who's good PR and good enough for PR? Here's a hint. No one loses the matchup. We are back from the break. The winter cold kept us down, but we have a blazing falcon here to warm us up. Birth the dragon, how's it going? It is going pretty good. Spread those mighty wings. Your wingspan has become too wide for even the widest back in Smash. Because <laughs> he actually have the widest back. It's Hammerkazia, right? Something like that. Maybe Ganondorf too? Oh wait, Bowser. Who, what am oh, I saying? That doesn't count. <laughs> he's, he's not human. There's lots of so lots of broad shoulders in this game. Yeah, DK would win that easy. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh baby, DK clears the, anyway. The, that's the only the time. The biggest wingspan for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean, if you really think about it, like the Donkey Kong Doctor <laughs> is probably like the widest move in the game. <laughs> Oh wait, no, wait, we have Min Min. Anyway, we don't need to worry about all that. <laughs> I don't know what tangent I've got us started on, but we can get started with something a little more important, which would be the recap. As you all know, we did not have an episode last week, but that is because nothing else happened last week either. We were all hibernating for our lives' sake. Yeah, so it's a little confusing, but so Free Extension, Shockwave, and Richardson were all canceled, so we'll be recapping two weeks ago. And then Odyssey actually did happen, so we'll be recapping the most recent Odyssey. But we're going to start off with Freak Stenton. That is two weeks ago. And seventh place, we had uh, kind of two new names. They've been in top eight before, but not um, super often. So Katsu, who's playing Cloud now. You know, what? That's, that's what the it says on made? Twitter. Yeah, he said he's a, a committed wow. to the Cloud. And Spitty, who's always rocking that super stylish Mario, got seventh place. I... I'm baffled because, like, I thought the Roy pipeline was the one that no, the it's Cloud. cloud. Fifth place, Shigeru, also playing Cloud. Oh, God! <laughs> the sky is falling because there's clouds everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the character is That's incredible. busted, okay? Like, people are starting to say, I'm just saying, people, me and Cheeks. Cloud's the best sortie. Roy, no, Aegis, oh no. God. It's all about Cloud. Cloud's a top tier, their entire argument. Back air gif. <laughs> <laughs> and they're right you only need one move <laughs> right the quote shoots up that was hilarious honestly imagine if steve didn't have his back hair food for thought speaking of which we have adachi who is no longer playing steve at least not for his visit here or perhaps he was that day because i know that the last time i saw him which was at shockwave this week he was only playing duck hunt. no it was mostly duck hunt and denton crazy he's kind of killing it though not gonna lie the only set i got to see of him however was against lima and we all know how that went moving on though let's not take the wind out of his sails or juniors who got fourth place yeah junior you know shows up it doesn't really go that many tournaments besides um for extension but he stays grinding with all the unt boys and he's good enough to come and get top four yeah i mean i, I know he, he he's pretty like dominant in the the unt like tournaments that they have so no surprise to see him placing well he usually does a denton uh right after him oh, yeah. is jamma another somewhat familiar face he tends to come and go in tournaments but you can always expect him to be somewhere in the top five usually guaranteed that's like the king of denton or at least it's hero as far as we're concerned or all three of them with all three links who knows who he played that day but we all know it has the same face over a period of many lives yeah you're talking about the king of denton honestly the whole top four we have junior fourth jamma third and second vanguard and first kappas these are you know the the royal flush of the dentonites i would say they're literally <laughs> Always winning. Yeah, Vanguard, oh wow. Yeah, really good finish for him because uh, second place is something that's been out of his reach for a while, but first place, oh my goodness, that seems like a bit of a rarity. Yeah, because, you know, they've got it done. Um, the Mega Man's been leveling up. She's been playing with Pete Bro a lot lately. The Mario and Peach always there. So, you know, time to buy some Kappa stocks. They are, they're on the way up. They were always a sound investment, but now more than ever, those energy tanks are coming out hot. And that is absolutely bonkers. We all know how Mega Man works. He just takes out his enemies and takes their best weapon and moves on with his life. 
to end the next one. So, we can move on to Ultimate Shockwave. The best of five Ultimate Shockwave, five out of five tournament that day, I would say. Even if Lima did make it so that he was going to be timing out everybody, <laughs> that was his game plan. He didn't do it, but it was what he was hoping to do, and none of the commentators were thrilled about it. Yeah, I don't know if Bayo's the best timeout character, but you know who is? Sonic the Hedgehog in seventh place. We have Fudge, who might lead DFW in number of timeouts. It, it's between him and El Bailador. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the legacy. Yeah, then tying with him was Fox, the keen day-to-day main. He will not be doing any timing out. He just wants to hit you with that hammer. As ever. But if there's anything as true as Fox hitting you in the face with a hammer, it is Trey 5 getting fifth place. <laughs> Once again, adhering to his legacy and namesake. Yeah, he, he loves getting fifth. He loves getting fifth on, on anything. Banners, PR, whatever it is, that's where he wants to be. Um, Bro, I can't wait for him to get fifth on PR one day. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh yeah, everything fall- Everything feels right in the universe right he now. He can finally retire when that happens. No, seriously. But <laughs> What better moment? Joining Trey5 is kind of a new face for Shockwave banners. It's Zaheer, the Rob from uh, UTA, showing up and Ooh. doing a pretty great job. Oh yeah, as expected. Yeah. He's always been um kind of a respected face around here, but it's also a rare face. Yeah, yeah he definitely he, doesn't he attend as much. Well. And um, I think Mad Mayhem he attends. Yeah. So yeah, he'll get top eight at those tournaments, but he hasn't been to too many shockwaves. Yeah, well, he, we hope to see more of him. He definitely has like good wins. Like I know at some of the Mad Mayhem's, like he's beaten Beastly once, he's beaten Skits once, um, he's beaten me before. Like he has the wins, but they I feel like they just go like underrated because it's never at like the main tournament. So yeah. definitely yeah. came out and destroyed his seed. <laughs> definitely. And it's also like it's another Rob. So sometimes you're like, oh, I know about Grayson and Cosma and now I have to remember Atomic. And then you're like, wait, there's there's more Robs that can top beta shockwave, so here's yeah, you, your two. You forgot about our fifth Rob that could top beta shockwave. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> not the fifth cut, like the literal flush, I hate it. So, yeah, good for Z here. <laughs> yeah, you know who loves fighting those Robs? <laughs> Mario, Simon, will combo them into oblivion, take them off the top, off the side. Good enough for a fourth place finish. Man, Simon is always going to be good. Like, it doesn't matter how or whether or not he even is on the PR or not. He always ends up taking PR wins whenever he's at a Shockwave, Richardson, or whatever. Next thing yep. next thing, he's going to be a football star for sure, because that dude is huge. And so are his dubs. <laughs> but who could it be in third place? Wait a darn minute! Oh, who's this? This guy... This is rare. I don't know, this guy does not perform this well usually. Hmm, I don't know about all that, considering he did make that <laughs> other achievement of high regard, of high coveted regard in DFW, but allow me to take the cake. Rail on the red carpet, that's Bert the mother <laughs> dragon. That's right, in third place at Ultimate Shockwave Best of Five, because if you give Bert five games, he's going to take it all the way down the F-Zero track to zeroth place, but not this time, because there were two names that were just untouchable. But, Bert, please tell us about your run. Let's stop here for a moment. We need, if, you have, if you're on here as a guest already, we got to hear more. we got to hear more. So, my run at Shockwave was... I forget what my run one was. It was an Aegis player, so I was, like, super happy. Because I love that matchup. So well, Me too! It's, one, it's like the DLC matchup that, like, we're like, okay, yeah. yeah she's, she wins the matchup, yeah, but, like, not <laughs> that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think the matchup was just super fun, and I'm, like, super comfortable in it. So, my run one was an Aegis, and then I actually played Zaheer round two, because he was, like, like, that's what I mean, like, when he destroyed his seed, like, he was, like, my literal round two, and I was like, oh, no, like, I could straight up lose this. Like, he's very good. He's very good. Um, So I had him round two, and then I played Trey round three. And then I played Lima in semis and somehow won oh for the God, first you, time. Oh, my God, you got a Lima dub that day? Yeah. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> so oh my first God. time ever. <laughs> Nobody Dude. beats me 11 times in a row. <laughs> Nobody beats me 11 straight times. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I lost to Beastly in Winner's Finals because Ness is, like, the best character in the game. Hey, that's not an even matchup? Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, 
so yeah, Ness or basically pick like the best character in the game and beat me with Ness, and then um, nobody beats Lima and losers. So yeah, no, there, there was no uh, like you can beat Lima and winners every once in a while, but nobody nobody beats Lima and losers. Yeah, Dude, especially in a best of five. How did you feel about the the best of five format? Do you think it helped you in certain rounds? It hurt you? Um, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. Like going in, I was kind of indifferent, but. Honestly, after this tournament, I, I'm a huge fan of like all best of fives. Oh. Like going, playing Zaheer and and going like one one, and knowing that like okay, like I I have two games to play with still. Like the game, the, the nerves are a lot less um like prevalent to me at least. Whenever you have like more games, yeah, and also like just being able to adapt more and figure stuff out is a big part of it so it gives you more time for that as well which i don't know if that is just like only beneficial to the top players or not since they're more experienced in it but i think it's definitely just helpful for everybody the it's more experience no dude yeah best of five is the truth it's much more conducive to a learning experience and much less tilting the, fa the stakes are still high obviously it's no different than a regular tournament but you're always going to feel like you have time to pay attention to everything instead of just you know, feeling woe is me over every stock lost and every deficit you fall into because you don't have time for that. Yeah. And it's like, it just gives you time to bounce back mentally, you know? Like you were saying, it's 1-1. One, one. Like, what if you got hit by a Rob Zero death to start yeah. off game three? You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, like, GG's right there. But having those cushion games just gives you, like, more time, especially early on in bracket, not to, like, sweat too much. Yeah, you can play with a little more like confidence, knowing that like if if something doesn't work out game three, you you have a fallback and not like oh I got I got dared by Rob at twenty and lost my jump. Like I'm just gonna lose the set no, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get to experiment more. Like you can try yeah. something and be like, okay, well we need to see if it works instead of just you know falling into the safe lane as always to ensure that I'm not gonna go down o two. But then yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't work out, oh no, you only have two more games. <laughs> yeah, and I think it also like encourages people to like practice counterpicking as well there's a lot like yeah I'm, I'm definitely willing to try a secondary game one of a best of five than i am to try it in a best of three yeah, yeah. speaking of counterpicking though second place beastly who uh, i think brought out the diddy kong and the incineroar against lima right and the oh, match is definitely not present because he hates that matchup dude he played, he played falcon for a couple games too <laughs> beast mode I, made a single appearance yeah you probably inspired him, you know, beating Lima and Lima. I, right. <laughs> it was like, well, it's possible. <laughs> that was the thing, though, right? Like, when, like, Beast Mode Tarun made his, like, ridiculous red carpet debut appearance at Freaks Richardson, and he pulled the win over Lima, we were all like, oh, Bert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, no, that's I what almost retired. the most. <laughs> I, I straight up almost retired. I was like, look, if he's just pulling out Falcon and just beating everybody, like, maybe it's time to put up the controller. But nothing inspires me more than you coming back, like, with a vengeance <laughs> and a force. You were at maximum momentum on the F-Zero track. No car needed. <laughs> just the human spirit. Turned it into rage and then drive. So now we have but, two Falcons with a dub on Lima. And I think that's the only two in the world with a dub on Lima. <laughs> might be, honestly. I was thinking about that. I was, I was like, is me and Beastly the only Falcons in the world to beat Lima? That's ridiculous. Crazy, bro. Yeah, I don't think Sean won when he was here. I'm pretty no, sure. Yeah. he didn't. He did. I don't think about Fatality. Yeah, I don't think Lima's ever played Fatality. Maybe it's Smash 4, but Fatality probably lost that. Yeah, oh, that match yeah, was no way. atrocious <laughs> in Smash 4. Dude, if we but if, if Bayonetta was as she used to be, no one would beat Lima. It would be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But All right. as much drive and as much passion as you have, nothing stops you from getting 6-0'd by Lima from losers. It's just inevitable. Even if you get to game 5 with Incineroar. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff, usually. That's absolutely It still feels insane. like a 6-0. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> All right, so. We can move on to Freeze Richardson now, and this will be a much shorter story. We have seventh place going to Yuka! Exclamation point. Emphasis is emphasized. Tied with Vanguard, who also got top eight earlier this week, so good to him for twice in a row. Fifth place, we had Fox with the Day Day Day, and Desley with the Min Min Min. Min Min Min. For the win Min Min <laughs> Min Min Min. It feels like she has three arms, okay, with, with how much she's throwing out. With how much Desley's throwing out, yeah. Is she made yeah. as well? That neutral so crazy. true. 
Yeah, and then we got basically in fourth place, topped by a rarer face, but one we're, we're ubiquitously familiar with. Yeah, you coming in third place, the Mega Man comes out like once every three months, it feels like, and <laughs> usually no, does yeah. really well, so he had a pretty good run uh, this tournament, a little better than like usually we see him, but yeah, he got a, got a win over Beastly. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great, great job. Yeah, he just he's blows the only guy up seating whenever you shows up. It's like, okay, he plays four tournaments a year. How do we seat him? Yeah. <laughs> you never <laughs> know which version of him you're getting. No, for real. And, like, I remember when, like, Beastly popped the hell off on him. I had forgotten what use face even looked like. So I was like, who the hell is that? Why is he popping off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Crazy that was. Negman is definitely, like, a a problem character for Beastly. It's one he definitely like doesn't like, so it explains that pop off and also him losing to Edwin or to you Oof. that tournament as well. Man, bad news for Beastly considering we had Kappa's Mega Man and now Yu's Mega Man. It seems like a, a trend is happening. Pebro yeah, coming up too. There's, like... there's a lot of Mega Man, it's a good character. And man, facing Mega Man in a best of five, just how many pellets are you gonna get hit by in one set, you know? How many yeah. lemons is life gonna give me? <laughs> I'm already full. <laughs> anyway, we have Atomic also in top three. That's going to be in second place, falling to the one and only, the expected, Lima. Yeah. Yep. Atomic actually also got his first win over Lima um, this tournament. Oh, really? And then, yep. And then, oh, of course, nobody beats Lima in, in Losers Lima, so... Oh my god, it's so yeah. funny because we're going to be like saying that same story over and over again, aren't we? <laughs> because yeah. at Odyssey, something very similar happened, but we'll get there. Starting from the bottom now, we're here. We have 7th place with a uh, tie with J12, another Falcon, who was once in the Air Force, and I think that is too appropriate for the character. Followed by Adachi in 7th place as well with the Duck Hunt. And for 5th place, we have Eidos, who kind of makes Odyssey his home with the Power Fist. Oh, yeah. And tying with him is Yuka, who I think this was his last DFW tournament. I'm oh. pretty sure. I remember seeing a, a tweet about it. I might be wrong, but yeah, he's a really good snake player. Hopefully he competes more and more in DFW, but it was really nice to have him here. And it's good to see him get a couple top eights. If this was indeed his last week. We all know yeah. how hard it is here. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But first, name, Coming man, in. maybe not that hard. No. <laughs> Jeez. That, that match is like something that we all forgot as soon as the DLC pack 2 kind of eviscerated the presence. Yeah, it's it's definitely one you have to like stay fresh on or else it'll catch you by surprise. Exactly. Like Snake is like a character a lot like Steve. Not like quite as ridiculous, but it's one of those characters that you can't play it like any other matchup. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing in He's common. He's the original Finn. He's the first like character to be like, you know, a third party character that just plays in a very unique, creative way, they would say. Yeah, honestly, when I think about like characters that were third party and meant to be good, they were, they never really like nailed the design quite as hard as they did with Snake. Because with Snake, even if I hate it, like everything that I'm falling prey to, I'm like, okay, well, there's something I can do. <laughs> he feels good. Yeah. Snake's it feels a very like... healthy, healthy character. Feels like, Hopeful and helpless at the same time. Precisely. It's very, it's very unique. It's balanced. But speaking of balance, um, we got fourth place. This is Skeleton's run this yet top again. Four. Oh it's yeah, so this whole top four. Jesus Christ. So we'll start off this uh, DLC pack two times two times two with Skeleton's Kazuya. He actually was uh, doing pretty darn well that day. He looked very mentally healthy and uh, was playing out of his mind. And the sets that he lost, it was all game five. Yeah, I think he had a close set with, with Lima, too. I don't remember if that one was game five or not. Oof, but either way, I was, but, like, happy to see hey, it. Can, yeah. can we just, like, look at the top four as a whole? It's Lima getting first place, which we all knew, let's be honest. And then yeah. second place, Desley Zinman. Third place, DJ Don Steve. Fourth place, Skeletons Kazia. Like, but, like, I have to tell you about Desley, though, because, um... I commentated this. I went to this Odyssey, and it kind of blew my mind because, um, like, when it came to DJ Don versus Desley, um, Desley was falling really behind in, like, game two or three, and mm -hmm. he was at, like, 120 or 140, and he was down two stocks to one. 
and he won that game. <laughs> and then he brought he had like the the most massive comeback I've ever seen, and it was against DJ Flick and Don of all people. And then he like ended it in like a two stock or something. It was absolutely bonkers, like the mental fortitude he displayed. And then after he pulled it off, it was the most stone faced I've ever seen him. Like he he wasn't even letting himself be excited yet. And then <laughs> when he fought Lima, it was the same story. Like the first dub he got on him that day. He just had this massive comeback and like this lasered him in the most commanding fashion after getting that grab. After we all yep. remembered that after Min Min grabs you, she gets the powered up dragon arm. And then, yeah, after that, again, like Bert said, as the legacy foretold, you do not beat Lima again. <laughs> no. Beating, beating, Lima, beating, beating Lima once in like. Uh, like three seasons, it, it, you that's maybe you can do that, but beating him twice in one day, like, yeah, right. <laughs> no, never. He has everything to gain, oh. and you have everything to lose. Like, overcoming that would be like top player material. Whoever does that first is going to be like somebody who pops off nationally. Yeah, like, I don't you, think, you be... oh, I, was say, I don't think there's been um, a DFW player beat Lima twice in one week. Like, the, oh, the damn. whole past year. <laughs> It, that's what it's felt like it, it just I, I, always yeah. seems like he'll lose in winners quarters or winners semis and then he'll be in losers and like barely drop a game Literally. yeah like you can winner winners lima you can beat but losers lima has money on the line so he has a paycheck you, to collect you, you uh you don't beat that one no sir yeah. bob well congratulations to lima and lima and lima and uh capis <laughs> that Change is the lineup this week <laughs> But we're not quite done because we're going to go on the road and talk about some DFW players that were traveling around. Oh, yeah. So, I'm actually having a great time with it. Uh, Beastly, for one, I know he had tweets about that. Yeah, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So, Beastly won over Inc., the number two player in Houston, and Shigura got third at a Houston local. Like, they were traveling to Houston, of all places. No mm -hmm. hurricanes to be seen, thank goodness. And uh, somehow finding the courage to traverse Texas after that ridiculous winter storm. We braved the roads and found our dubs regardless. Yeah, they were hungry after, you know, no no week of snatch. They're like, we have to get on the road and go to a local. No, let's see, that's what's even more impressive about, like, uh, Desley's second plate finish at uh, Odyssey because it was basically, like, a beefed-up Odyssey because with no shockwave during that time or that <laughs> week, it just turned it into, like, the next shockwave or, like, the Saturday shockwave. Yeah, yeah. Odyssey was the only tournament of the past week because the rest of the recap we covered two weeks ago. Yep, 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 yep. But there was also an Oklahoma regional that a bunch of people went to. It was won by Burr, who competed under Dean. So I don't know if there's a tag change coming, Dean. but maybe he's trying it out while he's living up there. He beat out Grayson and Grants of you know an Oklahoma regional, not a not a Texas regional. So just just throwing it out there. All we needed was a change of scenery. And yeah, Atomic got fourth and Hippo got fifth. And I don't think any other players traveled. There might have been a few, but I was just looking at top eight. Oh, yeah. Whenever I see the like tag Dean, I just imagine like the delivery of the line from the Iron Giant when like he learns Dean's name for the first time and he just gets in his face with his gigantic <laughs> head. And he's like, Dean. <laughs> oh, it's it's art. Do you Honestly. feel like um, Hogarth now after your coffee? You know, I wish. I don't think I'll ever achieve that youthful <laughs> abandoned energy again in my life, but I've accepted that. <laughs> right. But okay, we got... um. The DFWPR to talk about next, which is what's the most exciting part of having Bert here because, oh my god, so many people got, like, their validation that they've been craving for years in DFW off the DFWPR 2022 because we finally had an excuse to make it, like, a top 20 PR instead of a top 10, which is what a lot of people were vying for in the first place, at least a top 15. Yeah, I'm eager to talk about that, but before we do, let's head to a little bit of a commercial break. Indeed. Over the horizon, it's looking bright. So, that's not doing anything for you. Well, if it does, then y'all should come out to our weekly Smash Brothers tournaments at Free Play Arcade. That's Mondays in Fort Worth, Tuesdays in Denton, and Richardson on Thursdays. All starting at 8 p.m. And even if you don't win at Smash, you have unlimited tries at any other arcade game. That's why it's called Free Play. We are back. And we are done with the recap and moving on to the main portion of the show. The reason that Bert is here to tell us all about the DFWPR for the entirety of 2022. That's right, the whole year. 
the whole year PR. This was um, something that Cosma actually had the idea for. He um, he went to Skits and Trey about it, and he was basically like, what do you guys think about doing a PR that is, like, takes into consideration people's entire year performance? Um, and we had the idea to do either 15 or 20, and we wanted this to be something that highlighted a couple things. So we looked at um, head-to-heads, obviously, is something that we're always going to look at. Um, the difference between head-to-heads on this and like quarterly PRs is that there's so many more sets to look at, um, and it tells a lot different of a story. So with quarterly PRs, you're looking at like usually like two to four sets um, between players. Um, so a lot of it is like, if you're positive, that's good. If you're even, that's solid. If you're negative, that's bad. And it's pretty like concrete and like cut and dry. With a year's worth of data, you have so many sets to look at. So even if you're negative, like we had stuff to look at that was like, okay, he's negative, but he's negative five to seven versus negative like one to six, stuff yeah, like that. Like so, honestly, a whole um, year's worth of results. The endeavor alone was like so much work on top of the work they already do for us free of charge. Like shout out to the PR panel, really for real. Yeah, Cosmos kids. Or Trey Five A Rod, you guys are heroes for this. We salute you. Yeah, it was. Um, we we probably worked on this for a little over like fifteen hours, sixteen hours. Um, twelve of those were like in one God session. God damn! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> we, we we were gonna go to ten, and then we were like, ah, let's just keep going and see, <laughs> see where, where we can. Well, what if we loved ourselves? Um, we're like, we yes, play we, Smash Brothers, brother. We play Smash. Yeah. What what? Are we, it's only two a.m. We're fine. Um, so yeah, we want to look at head-to-heads, um, we pulled the losses, um, basically, so we, we started with the top 50 of bracket, um, mm-hmm. as just, like, a, a baseline, because if you're not in the top 50 of bracket, like, you, you, you're probably, like, honestly, you're not gonna be It ain't even worth PR, looking like. at. Yeah, um, so we pulled the top 50, and then we, you can convert, like, the bracket data to a spreadsheet to look at all of the head-to-heads. So we had all of that information, and then basically all the points of interest that we wanted, we pulled all of their um, out-of-region wins and all of their non-top-50 losses for the entire year. Um, So we had to pull all of that information, and so that was basically what we looked at. We wanted it to be a representation of basically who are the threats to look for if you were to come to Dallas or if Dallas was to come to you. Like, we, these are the top yeah. 20 players we think are the ones to look at. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's going to be, there's a lot of, um, I think, interesting outcomes that came out of it. Um, so I guess we'll start at the beginning with um, the HM. The HM. The, oh, the HM. Like, no, Mr. Ninth Place, oh, not geez. to be rude, I mean that in the most sincere way possible. <laughs> Mr. Gatekeeper, Jace the motherfucking Zelda player. This is why we have, the like, the 20 PR. This is why they had the inspiration in the first place. Because, finally, we have, like, an accurate representation of, like, how spread out the talent is in DFW. It feels right. It feels good. Right? Yeah. Like, so it's nice to see someone like Jace get the recognition. And, you know... Seeing him as an HM is a little surprising, because look at the bracket link, he's in the top 50, but he's literally number 50. But then you look at um, his head-to-heads. some of his head-to-heads, and you're like, oh, he's actually got some, like, you know, really good wins against some high-quality players. Yeah, this was um, something we talked about for, like, a pretty long time. We didn't really know what to do with it, because his... He's got like one O's on a lot of good people and some evens on good people like Johnny and Yanni and and Teaser. Baffles but the mind. On on the back end of it, the problem we ran into was that his losses were I think the second most of anybody, and his win percentage was also like eight percent ish lower than like the next lowest person. So we were stuck with like what do we do like is our one o's like worth 
the losses and so it was something we talked about for a long time but we decided hm was good because um i mean the wins like we felt like we couldn't not acknowledge the wins he had That's the beauty of it but like the other factors i think just prevented it from being like on the yeah. pr i do love that you put him as hm though because like that's the thing with jace it's kind of where he's always existed it's like he may not be like pr pr material when it comes to like the top 10 but when you think about it it's like pr small gap jace small gap everyone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah the yeah the the winds were there and like eventually gabe was like guys guys hm and we were oh, like yeah no, yeah, I mean, I mean that works. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Jace, it's like the head-to-heads. Like he's got a harder head than usual than you'd expect because that wisdom is packed tight in that skull. But then we have the other end of the spectrum where somebody's wins are so flipping good and overwhelmingly like positive. But then how many of them are there? Yeah, exactly. With with Johnny, um, the the requirement for this is we wanted you to have gone to sixteen tournaments. So four a quarter, <laughs> um, a tall order, and Johnny went to like twelve, I think. <laughs> yep. So, um, we figured we'd separate the two just because they're they're like obvious, they're different, and everyone knows Johnny would be like number one, number two. Yep. Yeah, um, looking but... at his record right now, it's got like six and zero, oh, six and zero. Oh. You know, it's all great on this on this uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, or Johnny loses to like Lima and Teaser. And that's it. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and now we've like missed and, one of those too. Like one of them is gone now. Yeah. And for transparency, um, Johnny Teaser, Akito, um, you and Memphis were all people that we they it was data that we looked at, but they all didn't have enough tournaments or Teaser didn't live here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had all of their data on like a side as well, just to have it to take into consideration for people. So yeah, Johnny didn't go to enough, and he made Hidden Boss HB. HB. You got HMs and HBs. B for boss, <laughs> indeed. He, I'm sure he feels like one. He's like, dang, still making PR, even though I'm not there at all. <laughs> My goodness. But now we can get the ball rolling for the top 20. Much coveted, high prestige stuff here, because we already talked about how much of a buying it is for top 10. Like, number 10 spot, it could be anybody. It all depends on, like, the nuances and minutia of your results. But top 20, same stuff, same story, but it all comes down to just a, a longer list of names. So we can get it started with Hippo in number 20. Yeah, lower than I would have thought for Hippo, considering how strong of an end he had. But I guess maybe the beginning of the year, he was still trying to, like, climb up the ranks. Yeah, and... he's he's lower than you'd think because he actually did make like a PR during this year, mm-hmm. like a, a quarterly PR. Um, but he had the most losses of anybody we looked at. And a lot of that is because he like stopped playing Kazuya for a while and was playing like Roy in a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. Not to mention he had so, that um, comeuppance this year. Like this was the year that Hippo got good. So then you have to factor in like how long that took. Yeah, it, it was, a, it was a couple things like his, he had a couple wins here and there on the top, um, but not any like crazy records. Um, and then the losses were just like it, it was it was way too much to ignore. They were so we, we knew we had to put him on there, but um, basically the way, the way we did it is every time we we decided we were like, okay, I think this person goes here. We would then compare all of their data to the person above and under them to see <laughs> if it made sense. And if it didn't, we would move them and then do it again to make sure it made sense there. And so that was the process. Oh, God. We did. Um, thorough. Yeah. So we, we put him at the end because we were like, we knew he had to go somewhere. Um, and then we just kept saying, no, he d- it's not higher than this person. No, it's not higher than this person. And then we <laughs> just put him at the, at the end. <laughs> yeah, he was um, um, 21 in the bracket. So he was, you know, right, right around, I guess, the results of. Yeah, uh, bracket the- is like you. You have to take bracket with such a grain of salt because it it, it is very weirdly like algorithmed. Like it's yeah. incredibly like recency biased and also like placement only. It like mm-hmm. it doesn't really look at who you play because like Akito was like number nine on the bracket and he had like four odysseys. Wow. So it 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 makes like 
no sense. <laughs> nope. We yep. still need humans to, to comb through the data, okay? We, we can't be replaced by machines yet. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, next up is uh, Spark and Desley, their first PR appearances. This is kind of why we wanted to do Top 20. We talked a little bit mm -hmm. about doing Top 15, um, but for a year's worth of data, like we wanted to extend it to give the a couple more people like their first PR because it matters like, so many so many people like put so much time into this and like it feels so good to get like the recognition or like finally achieve a goal you've been having and even if it's not like the quarterly pr goal top 10 like it it's something to, to tide you over at least you know <laughs> yeah agreed yeah. like it's just enough to acknowledge that you were close like you were like still within the talented range above and if it's documented like yeah. that you feel like okay i got my name like ingrained in the history of dfw and it matters yeah it's definitely important um so yeah spark was somebody that we kind of forgot about um while we were going through the data and we didn't pull his data until the end when we were looking at like the last couple oh yeah spark and you expunged the me brawler from like, your like brainstem you're like please don't make me think about me brawler not today <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i forget who was it pulled i think it was me i don't remember but somebody was like guys we, we, we need to look at spark and so we pulled his data and like he has where was it i'm trying to find it yeah he was even with lima um, that's insane <laughs> i i'm pretty sure that was lima's corin but um like and even's an even yeah like, you right? can't like you can't differentiate all of it um he was even with beastly and he was positive on atomic and also even with um yanni so we looked at that and we were like okay well like that is a lot better than other people have and he should probably be on there and then um just looked at a couple of his other stuff his his losses were like not awful but definitely there and he didn't really have out of city out of city was a big factor in this um just because we wanted to like you have an entire year to travel if, if you traveled like we wanted to reward it so if you didn't have it it hurt you if you had it it definitely helped you so and yeah smart smart found his way on it's so crazy to think that spark was like almost an afterthought and then you like say oh he's even with this he has wins on these people and it just speaks to how deep dfw is because like you know, we, we know about the, the Desley, who, who's, like, always right there, almost on PR. And his name, you know, I'm not surprised at all. But Spark, I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. And then I think about it, and you explain the data. I'm like, oh, wait, that makes a lot of sense. But there's just, there's so many people to keep track of in this region. It's, yeah. it's easy for someone to fall through the cracks. But, yeah, when I think about Spark, I think, yeah, he could probably do it whenever I see him up against somebody who's, like, high talent, like, PR level in DFW. I'm like, yeah, he might hit it. And that's the whole point of a 20-person PR is that, like, yeah, everybody up here could get that PR win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a, a threat to a lot of people. Um, Desley, exact same thing. Um, had wins on... Like, once we got to the lower half, it was less, like, obviously you're not going to be positive people, but if you were, if you had wins on, on them, like, if you could show that you were capable of beating, like, 15 up, 10 up, um, that was really what mattered for the, the, like, very end. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, like, Spark, Desley, Davey, uh, and me, like, we, we all had wins on the top half. And that's so, the beauty of it. Yeah, Spark, Spark, Desley, 1918. And then, uh, Davy 17. And then we have Desley, right? Like, I know that Desley's 18 and Davy 17, but Desley's, like, a prime example of what being on the annual PR does to a person's mentality. Like, it's an inherent buff instantaneously. Yeah. You feel good! You feel I mean, like, oh my god, I'm I good! I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just works, right? Like, you get that confidence. <laughs> Your name is, has a number next to it. It can't do anything but make you feel better. And <laughs> Desley... And he's been so close so many times. Like, I always feel like, oh, you know, before PR comes out, I'll be like, Desley number 10. And then he's not on there, and I'm like, how? And you look through the data, yeah. and the players, there's just there's just so much talent. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, with quarterly PRs, it really can be, like, one tournament that makes or breaks you. But mm -hmm. 
that's why we wanted to do something like this is that looking at it at such a big picture you can reward like consistency yeah yeah and you reward some i would say inconsistent people like well, I guess he isn't inconsistent anymore now that he's found Cloud, but Cheeks had a couple up and downs in 2022. And he's here, you know, at number 15. Yeah, he, he definitely had... Um, him and Beastly, Beastly's another one we'll get to, he had some, like, he had, like, a roller coaster season where it was, like, really good season, really bad season, really good season, really bad season, and then it, like, kind of just evens out. Um... I'm trying to pull up his. I know there. Yeah, was... I want to say they found themselves at the end, with um, cheeks going back to cloud and beastly. Um, I guess having a moment of awakening with beast mode Tarun and just really pushed them. To <laughs> Lord, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Return to form. So cheeks, yeah, cheeks was um, he had like one win on a bunch of people in the top ish, um, but then once he got to like. Orex, Chef, Cosma, Burr, AZ territory. Um, he was pretty. He was either either even or positive on them. So his like middle of the like year PR was was just really good data. And then he was he just had really good records on like the like bottom thirty of the PR or not of the PR of the bracket because we have all of the head to heads for all of the top fifty. So we also had to look at like. Are you consistently beating the bottom 20, bottom 30 of the top 50 of bracket? Like, if you're losing to them too, then it, it definitely hurts you. Yeah. So, but then you look at, like, who is the, like, bottom 30 of, quote-unquote, of the top 50. And that means, like, you can't be dropping sets to um, Vanguard, Kenny G, Jamma, Nova, Eidos, Memphis... Halo, Halo, DJ Dawn, Phenom, like, these are, like, it's insane to, like, oh, you, obviously, you have to be positive on these people. It's, like, all these people are demons in bracket, like. Right? Yeah. It's the not pressure easy. Is, and, God, I just, the, the amount of pressure, it's, like, yeah, okay, the, the, the round twos and round threes that are, like, secretly terrifying, you better not, like, lose those, because it'll impact, like, your ranking. Yeah. And these are the so, people like, you lose those to. Yeah, they're all people that are they're just there to stop you. Right. And they do okay. a good job at it. <laughs> Hope you don't get hit by Iceless's zero to death combos in round I'll, two. Yeah, like I'll never be Iceless in my life. Like I've just accepted he I will <laughs> never beat him. Like he's he's just insane. God. But if I show you that um, big D video from earlier this today while on Twitter when they were like, Hey, here's the things about ice climbers they'd never tell you, it could be different, for all we know. <laughs> um, so yeah, moving on. I was number sixteen. My records were actually like not that good um but i got carried by my out of city let's go because i had because <laughs> i had wins on um yoda cage sean um wampy cannon red amaryllis no yeah you're, you're uh, a victim then... of the region and we all know it <laughs> so like yeah I, my records were like my head-to-heads were worse than davy but i had better like less losses and better out of city so it like bumped me up a little bit. And that's they the beauty to. of it. That's just, this is again like why it's so valuable because whenever we have an average yeah. ordinary PR, we're like putting local results above all else. Yeah, it, it, this definitely gives a chance for all the other stuff to shine through. Yeah, and like, Cause, yeah, because it, it was a different formula than the quarterly PRs. Yeah, quarterly PRs like generally look at out of city only if you need like a reason to tie break head to heads. Yes, mm -hmm. like um, who has the better so... between like Yanni and then like a local who never leaves. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we we that's it's a big reason why we wanted to look at out of city a lot. Um, so AZ or Cheeks and AZ, we talked about Cheeks already. AZ, um was kind of like only head-to-heads we had to look at because he, he doesn't travel so he can't travel. he's got a baby yep. yeah yeah so i mean but he he like rarely if i remember he like rarely loses he only had like a few yeah like four or five um losses outside of the top 50 um yeah, and then had just like solid records because like he's like the lima slayer for whatever reason yeah two and two against lima <laughs> so and one one on skits like two one on Danby. Um, 3 0 on Beastly. So, people surprise you yeah. in this area of the PR. Yeah. My favorite record is that he's, um, 3 and 17 with Atomic. 
My God. Three and seventeen. No one beats me seventeen times in a row. <laughs> I I typed that and I was like, this has to be a typo. And then they play like two times a week because of freaks like Fort Worth and and then like Denton's and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I always crazy. like see it as the rivalry of the rooftop, but three and seventeen. Az, you gotta get that number up. Yeah, I did not realize it was that skewed. Yeah, that's what the that's like the inherent issue of having a like a whole annual list of results up. It's like. You're gonna see every set they've played for there, a year. There's, uh, <laughs> there's some blemishes. Yeah, but um, another player that didn't compete that much this year, but still made an appearance on the list, is number thirteen, Zillion. Yeah. So <laughs> this was funny. We um we didn't initially have him on here because he didn't go to enough, and then we ha we like pulled him in the voice chat to help decide something. And he brought up the fact that, like, he had an alternate tag for a couple weeks. And so <laughs> when we looked that up, it, we realized that those counted. And then that gave him enough, like, literally exactly enough to be on here. And he was like, don't put me on there. I don't want to be on it. And we were like, well, it's not up to you. Like, you qualify, so. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> for you, you're good. <laughs> we were like, yeah, you should have said anything. <laughs> womp womp. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, ended up on here as well. Um, he just had, like, decent records he's like 5-1 on um right now is that oh yeah he was like um 2-0 az 2-0 yanni 2-2 atomic like he he had like decent records and then he was like really really solid on on the lower half um and like no losses too so um yeah the the middle ground like 15 to 10 are just like they just hold it down they they beat top people occasionally and they like don't lose so he fit that pretty well. And moving on down. So Beastly Atomic, the 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 rivalry duo, they always want to be better than each other. <laughs> um And the Dubs partners. And the Dubs partners. But who's better? Who's better this time and how close was it? Atomic came out ahead. Honestly, it, it wasn't really that close. Um Atomic had like way better out of region. Um He travels. Then, he travels often. Yeah, he, he traveled everywhere, so he had better outer region, and his head-to-heads were, like, slightly better, too. So, it, it really wasn't that much of a discussion. Um, but Beastly, like, it was, like, significantly better than Zillion. This was, like, like the Beastly, or, yeah, Beastly Zillion was, like, a big cutoff into, like, a section. Because mm -hmm. um, Beastly just, like, has sets on everybody. Like, he has sets on Lima. He's 8-8 eight and eight with Grayson. He's 5-8 <laughs> and eight with Danby, like... He just beats everybody a bunch. So this was a big cutoff, like, turning point for the PR. Yep. And so we continue on into the territory we're more familiar with, that's for sure. Top 10. So are we looking at Atomic? Yeah, Atomic first. So, yeah, Atomic um, 3 on Teaser, which was a big one. Um, and then he was he had, like, sets on everybody else other than Johnny, who he only played once, and then Lima, who he hadn't beaten until two weeks ago or last week. Um, everybody else he had sets on was even with or had multiple sets on and then um, yeah Atomic doesn't lose unless unless you're practicing at least half as much as he is he's not going to lose to you that's as simple as it gets and, our word and guarantees half, that half as much as Atomic is a done because that dude never stops playing yep he he, the only time, rival is DJ that Don 18 year old you know the grind mm -hmm. yeah he is he is pinging matchmaking every waking moment he is hogarth yeah. on coffee <laughs> right he goes so that is it for um all the people outside the top 10 and now jumping to the top 10 real quick big ping i just want to say train <laughs> five is 10 out of 20 which is equivalent to five out of 10 so hey, in a way you found a way, way. it's still train five I, I feel satisfied completely at this point <laughs> we could just skip the rest of the pr <laughs> yeah i mean Honestly, we can kind of go through these a little bit faster because I, I feel like these just make more sense. Um, they, they need less explaining. These are the people we see in, in regular PRs all the time. Yeah, but then like now it's so, like a discussion of like the people we expected to see, but in what order with a whole year to factor in. That's the interesting right. part. But Trey 5 is at the bottom at 10, which is not really the bottom at all. <laughs> yeah, the middle. Um, Trey had... The, like, losses become less of a factor once we get to here and these people don't really lose to anybody outside of the top 50 
Um, so it became a lot more about wins out of region. So Trey Five had like Ape Man, Colorado, um, Jordan, OJ, uh, the the Falcon from from Europe. Yeah. Um, and then just like a bunch of like other Texas out of region Texas wins. Um, an important thing we noted is also like if you're, we had to look at head to heads with out of region wins factored in too because like Trey Five beat atomic and beastly out of region but it doesn't show up for the data on bracket because it wasn't a dfw tournament so we had to look at all of those and, and calculate all those again for all of the data oh it was a mess. um but yeah he um yeah he, he had really good wins out of region um and pretty good records on kind of everybody under him um and multiple wins on people above him it's kind of the same story for a lot of the people coming up um chef was very similar had a huge record on teaser with five two um and then was wait is this chefs yeah he was 11 three on atomic yo um so like it, it's those kind of like those huge outlier records start to really show um because yeah if you're 11 three on atomic like that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, he was a six and two on both Steves, Yanni and Trey Five. Yeah, he's the Steve Slayer too. So, if you can beat Rob and you can beat Steve, like you're top ten in this region. There's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Your character is one letter off of working in this region. <laughs> so messed up. Um, so yeah, he's he's only like nine because. He, his head heads are good in a lot of aspects, but he doesn't really have the out of region. He has like his Shattuck, Ape Man, and Nito. Um, and that was it. In in the list, like in the document, we bolded the people who are on the Orion rank so that we can like weigh them a little bit heavier than just like other out of region people. Mm -hmm. Um, so he didn't travel as much, so he doesn't have the losses to like keep boosting him. But his head to heads were like having records like that is crazy. So he's definitely in top ten. Um, and then next was Burr. So Burr, <laughs> Burr was Dean. a victim. <laughs> yeah, Dean. Um, he was a victim of the uh, losses. <laughs> Dab. His records were like crazy, and he should be higher. And his wins were crazy. Like he beat Jackal and and Anathema. But <laughs> Burr loses to a lot of people, and part of that is because he like picks up new characters all the time. But um, he definitely had like some significant losses compared to other people so um we put him like a little bit lower than his head-to-heads might represent just because we had to factor that in yeah but he did have head-to-heads that guy has a hard head in the head-to-head -head competition yeah for sure and a lot of it like his unlisted loss um isn't long but if you look at like the rest of the top 50 like the the 30 to 50 or 20 to 50 he has like a lot of drop sets with them um oh yeah we actually tell oh, i forgot we did this oh my word we tallied like all the wins and all the losses and then their win percentage against everybody in the top 50. Mm -hmm. um so he has like for reference he has he had 78 losses to people in the top 50 and the person above him which is gabe cosma he has 48. wow so 70 of those losses were not playing kazuya <laughs> No, yeah, literally. So, Bowser uh, Jr. holds those L's tenderly. Yeah. And, like, he, he went to more tournaments than, than Cosmo, but it's just a put in reference. Um, so, yeah, next is Cosmo. Oh, we got Skits, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, number seven is Skits. Um, if I remember correctly, I'm pulling it up now. His his head-to-heads were crazy um once you skipped him like getting bodied by lima all the time because everybody does yep. um he like lost twice to teaser he has a win on johnny but a negative record and then other than danby he has close sets with yanni and oryx and then he's like positive on literally everybody else positive on grayson positive on beastly five one on beastly seven two on atomic positive on chef positive on gabe positive on Jesus. burr like 
This is, yeah, it he, really goes to show, like, yeah, your losses can really drag you down despite your peaks. Yeah, this this was another, like, big jump. And then you get some, like, crazy records on the lower half. He's, like, 6-0 on Tispy. He was 4-0 on Ruski Nerd. Um, like, 3-0 on Kenny G. 3-0 on Nova. Like, he, he just doesn't drop sets to people. Simple um, as that. Yeah. So, he yeah, he had some heavy, heavy, heavy head-to-heads. Um, so he was pretty high up. And then he had some decent out of city as well. Uh, Jake, Riku, Zai, Jordan. Um, he took that like trip down to Florida and picked up some good wins. Oh, yeah, that's kind of what put him on the map. Yeah, it was that was a big that and and super shockwave, the shockwave 100. Like, yeah, we got really a second place points. and he was literally glowing yellow. <laughs> oh my god. So then, next is Cosma and Oryx. Um, these were, like, another representation of, like, head-to-head -head versus out-of-city representation. Mm -hmm. um, Oryx had really, really good head-to-heads, didn't ever lose, but didn't travel. Um, and Cosma had a little bit less decent head-to-heads, um, but also didn't lose, but had some out-of-city. So... It, it was just a lot of comparison. We decided that Oryx's head-to-heads and like consistency was was significant enough to put him over uh, Cosmo's like out-of-city wins, just because like Oryx was just like disgustingly positive on a lot of people, as he always is. Disgustingly um, positive, and he was also also um, even with Lima too. So. Being Crazy even with Lima. Even with Lima. That is an achievement for sure, because again. Usually you lose two sets the same day. You win that one set if you make it to grand. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and then closing it out, um, our final four, we have Danby Grayson at four and three. Um, Grayson was deceiving. Or I'll talk about Danby first. Um, if you're not uh, Lima, Johnny, or Teaser, um, or Burr, you are negative on Danby, and usually by a insane significant margin. Yeah. He's, like, he's the 17-1 kind of character. Yeah, like, you, he's kind of like Lima in that, like, you, you probably beat him, like, once every once in a while, maybe. But, like, he's 9-1 on Skits, he's 13-4 on Atomic, he's 12-6 on Yanni, 12-7 on Chef. Oh like, my god. 8-1 on Trey 5, like, 10-2 yeah. ten, ten against uh, Hippo. Like, it, when you've got a mentality as positive as his, you're going to have records to match. Yeah, he... There's a reason, like, he was in, like, Grands for, like, two seasons straight. He, he just never lost to people. That's absolutely um, Yoshi main with all green on this Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. If anybody's going to be um, Mr. Consistency outside of, like, the likes of Lima, it's going to be that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, he had, like, a couple bad losses once he, like, started working, and it was, like, not sleeping at all because he wasn't used to it. He had got, like, a couple bad losses, so he's a little bit... He's under Grayson for that reason. Um, but Grayson was an interesting one. Initially, we thought he was going to be, like, pretty low. We were tricked because we were just starting this, and we were tricked by the color. So it looks like he's negative on a lot of people, but he's 5-6 and six with Lima. He's 1-2 and two with Teaser. He's four and five with skits. He's nine and ten with Danby. Like it's literally all one set away. So, um, this is when we realize, like, oh, we we gotta start looking at like the numbers very closely because they tell a completely different story. Yeah, that five and six with Lima is so impressive considering the history of like Rob versus Bayonetta. You know, going all the way back to Smash Four, Grayson usually would get to Grands and lose to Lima. Yeah, the the five and six was a huge like factor into it like being able to take that many sets off lima is very important and then also grayson's out of city was like very very good um he beat jake twice he beat teaser he beat nico he beat rocky he beat beast he beat quinn he beat yoda cage he beat atomic four times um and he beat bull hall so yeah him yeah he, he just like you're not you're not gonna be positive on him he's gonna figure you out <laughs> Um, and then our last two, I think, are not surprising at all, but they are Maddening. Yanni at number two and Lima at number one. And, uh, I, 
I think it makes sense. These we kind of put these two just like instantly and figured they were gonna be right, and then they were. Um, right. yeah. It, we had to like for for Yanni and Lima, we had to decrease their font for the wins list so that it would yep. all like fit in one row. Like Yanni's wins are Meister Zamba, Cosmos twice, Anathema twice, Mutes twice, Jackal, Louis Money, Leon, Stroder, Ouch, Sky J, Nico, Sanito. Comet, Black Twins, Capitan Cito, Marvelous Marco twice, Luma, Cosma, Ch Choco Taco, Danby. And those are just the ones in bold. <laughs> yeah, Man. so it goes. Yeah, Yanni's out of state is just insanity. And he was so, traveling like twice yeah. a month. Yeah, he... I mean, it, it just makes sense. Like, he doesn't lose a ton. He's got crazy head-to-heads, and he's got crazy out-of-city. And the only ones who's crazier are Lima's. <laughs> so Lima's dubs, and then even smaller font are... Uh, they both start with Meister, which is my favorite part. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Meister, Jackal, Shattuck four times, Mutace twice, Big Boss, Send three times, Nico twice, Kronos, Toast, Teaser, Justice twice, Rocky twice, Beast, Regalo, Nido Sharp, Burr, Quinn, Cosma twice, Danby, Omega, Jordan, Kirby Kid, Bullhole twice, Ronnie Chu, and then, like, 15 more that aren't bolded. <laughs> it's... <laughs> So, yeah, world class dubs. Yeah, yeah, like he's just number one. He has like spotless records on probably forty of the fifty people. Um, and he's negative on nobody. I think. Wait, let me check. One person. No, wait. He, I don't see a even... single red. I yeah, just see all green and yeah, a couple yellows. At worst, he's even with you. Um, he's he's either lifetime positive or even. He's negative on literally nobody for the entire year. So there's not really a, there's not much to say. <laughs> and right. unlisted, his unlisted loss is Beast Mode Tarun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he is the smallest record um, and the best out of city. So I mean... dog, when you're first every quarter, your first for the year <laughs> when you're first at the three tournaments that we recap in the first part of the episode it's just it just makes sense Lima, that's the really messed thing, uh, thing about lima is that like you can't beat him in the dodge like he makes the record positive in his favor this same tournament there's nothing you can do <laughs> he's gonna come back and he's gonna beat you twice <laughs> yeah have somebody else beat him for you so he doesn't make it back. There's nothing you can do. If you want a positive record on Lima, you gotta pull the spark. You gotta hit him and then be beaten before you make it back to him. So yeah, it was um a ton of work. I'm sure like people are maybe upset if they didn't make it, but I promise we put so much time into this, um, compiling all of this and we wanted the spreadsheets and all that to be public just so people could look and mm -hmm. kind of see our reasoning, but Hopefully this kind of further explains it, but I never want to look at Smash CG or, or Smash Data again because going through years of tournaments to find everybody's wins and losses, I think, is, has ruined my life. Yeah. Like, again, <laughs> I cannot believe that on top of the average, like, heavenly labor that we see from the PR panel, they decided, what if we did more work? We, we love yeah. talking about Smash Bros. We, we just got to shout yeah. out everyone again, okay? After all the work. You guys, be sure. One more time, bring it home. Thank you for their service. Cosma, Skits, Trey Five, A Rod, and Bert the Dragon pulling double duty, being a a data analyst and a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the uh, the year PR. I I think this is something we want to do every year, um, because like I I know how important it felt to be getting it the first time. And being able to like have a way to highlight people and let them enjoy that as well, I think is super cool. So uh, I'm definitely going to push yeah. for it again. Nobody pushes harder than Bertha Dragon. Yeah, I think it's a great way to end the year, you know? And it's it's a really like good snapshot of just CFW's top talent for the past year. Mm -hmm. You can just take a look at that and be like, okay, I, I kind of know what happened in the past year of Smash for all of DFW. And eliminates all yeah. recency bias. If you see, you see somebody, like, higher than they are in the last part of the year, you're like, damn, wait a minute, they fell off. Or, like, the opposite could be true. Yeah. It's an all-encompassing story for the entire mm -hmm. year. And when it comes down to it, all that matters to me is that 
both Jace and Bert the Dragon are PR once again. <laughs> My goodness. All the fulfillment we ever needed. So happy to see like some of the names that have been vying for it for years upon years. Like, regardless if it's top 20, top 15, whatever. Yeah. This is the recognition that DFW needs down that line. Because with the, all the talent this close, it becomes an unachievable task. <laughs> so just this once, and maybe even just once a year. Yeah. That's going to come down to a head. So that'll make people try even harder. For sure. Finally removes that... Um, I feel like a lot of people didn't get PR on like technicalities, it felt like. <laughs> Literally. So this kind of um, helps remove that and big pictures it out. Comes down to like some like minus one kind of arithmetic. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you, you played this person once and won and never played them again, so you're positive for the quarter. It like technically means a ton because it has to, but this this... Let's just look at way more. So it's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, we love being thorough with our data. But with all that in mind, we are looking at a new year and new data. And for everybody preceding the current PR panel from years to come, I'm sure they will regret that you did this. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. And now they need to do it again and again. <laughs> but for everybody who's trying their best and doesn't quite make it into that top 10, I can only imagine good things. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you again, Bert the Dragon, for making PR, because that made my dreams come true, and you did it again when you came on the podcast today. No problem, anytime. All right, guys, we'll see you next week on air and on our way out. <laughs> <laughs>